0: Welcome to the Good Shepherd Podcast. This is Matt Murphy, and this is the first podcast of our 21 days. I really enjoy listening to the podcast every day as our Good Shepherd family shares and communicates God's Word and insight and leads in prayer. It's it's both um, encouraging and challenging, deeply convicting, uh, but so rich. And so I'm thankful for everyone that shares and for everyone who's listening in each day. So what we do is we take a focus each week and then we kind of drill down into that each day. Uh, on Wednesdays when we gather for prayer, we'll pray according to that focus as well. So week 1 the focus is believe in me. Jesus says this to us, believe in me. I have a friend who shared a message years ago. Um man, over 20 years ago. And it was called the worst verse in the Bible. Very interesting title. And so, even as I said that, you're probably thinking, "Worst verse? Like, is there a bad verse in the Bible?" Um, Exactly. That's that's what I was thinking. And he says the worst verse is John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And I'm thinking, there's no way that's the worst verse. That's like the MVP of the of the Bible. I mean, everybody knows that verse. It's like the the verse. And then he said, it's the worst verse because words have different meanings. And he used some different examples. Uh one of them was his former college teammate who was a nose guard, who was a big, tough, great, really good player. And he said, We called him Big Nasty. Like it was a compliment, right? Big nasty. That's what you call a defensive lineman. But Typically, you don't use that word nasty in the context to describe good things, but that's what they were doing. Like, it's typically things that are bad, that are nasty. And so as he talked about the word believes and how we have redefined that word over time, like it made a lot of sense that people see that word differently. So somebody says, I believe in Christ, or somebody else says, I believe in Christ, and it could be two totally different perspectives. One truly does and one does not. So looking in the word at what Jesus said to us, John 14 is an example. Verse 1, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. So Jesus acknowledged the fact that these Jews that he's speaking to, these apostles and these disciples who were in his presence at the moment, they believed in God. They believed in the God of the Old Testament who had revealed himself through the prophets and revealed himself through signs and wonders and had given the law through Moses, they believed in God. And yet Jesus was saying, believe in me as the revelation of God, as God in the flesh, the word became flesh dwelling here among you. Believe in me. Jesus also said this in Mark 1, 14 and 15, as he proclaimed the gospel of God, he said, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. So here he doesn't say believe in me specifically, explicitly, but he does say believe in the gospel. And in fact, he is the gospel. He is the good news. It's the gospel of Christ. So this word believe, what does it mean in its context in John three sixteen and John 14, Mark 1? It means to entrust. It means to have faith in. This word or a form of it is used 243 times in the New Testament. And so, what are we believing in? Or rather, who are we believing in? I think that's the question. We're entrusting ourselves not to a set of facts or a set of rules or laws or just information, but we are entrusting ourselves to a person. Like, think about that. You and I are entrusting our lives. Our faith is in, obviously not ourselves, obviously not in the life that we live or the things we have, but truly in Christ, the person of Christ, not letting our troubles distract us, not letting our gifts and talents lead us astray, but truly in the person of Christ, the eyes of our soul are looking to Christ as much as possible every moment of every day. And so while the belief... Can be defined, it really is illustrated in the way we live our life, in the way we follow Christ. And that'll be what we get into next week. Um, but believing in Christ, entrusting all of who you are so that your life focus is Him. Like Paul said, the author and the perfecter of our faith, looking to Him. And so I just exhort you today to believe in Christ, to look to Him, to look through and past your troubles, to look. Beyond your blessings with gratitude, but beyond them, because that's not what you believe in. You believe in the person of Christ. Um, before I pray, I want to share a couple of things about fasting, because I know it is the beginning of our 21 days. And so just a couple of quick things here. Um, one thing is I encourage you to look up examples in the Bible and read about them like Esther, Daniel, Jesus. Read in the context, what was going on? Why were they fasting? How were they fasting? As you read in the scriptures, you will begin to see by the Holy Spirit things about fasting that you never knew and uh, even practical things. And so uh, start there. Also, if you have a godly friend that is following Christ, that loves Jesus, that believes in him truly, like you see that in their life then ask your friend, like, hey, tell me about fasting. Is that a part of your life? Um, This could very much put your friend on the spot, but if you have a good relationship with them and you ask them simply, humbly, I think it would create a great dialogue and you would learn some things about fasting and both of you would learn together even. So that's something else you can do. And then lastly, I just want to say start small and go from there. Um, The Lord's teaching me about fasting as a way of emptying myself. I mean, Actually, when you fast, you're you're just choosing to remain empty, you know, not be filled at that moment with food or with something of this world, and instead to be filled with the Spirit of Christ. And so just start small. It could be that you start with snacks that you typically have during the day, maybe a great way to, to help kids that are old enough to understand how to say no to things of this world and yes to Christ. Um, I mean, food is a good thing, but just saying no to the, the appetite of the flesh, right? And saying yes to the appetite of the spirit, like what a great way to teach kids. Um, also, just maybe you you fast a meal, a breakfast, a lunch, a dinner, and that's, that's where you can begin or that's maybe the next step. And then maybe you can work up to a whole day where you fast a whole day and just, you know, obviously you, you may have to work or you may have to, you know, you may be at home with your kids. It, it may not be possible for you to do that. For a whole day, you actually may need to eat or have some some fuel for your body. But if you can, do it and entrust yourself to the Lord, just like Jesus did. He entrusted himself to, to the creator who was able to save him. Uh, the scripture says from death, but obviously we know it was through death. And so death did not hold him because he entrusted himself to his creator. And this is the same invitation that we have. So I hope that you can uh, experience the Lord in a new and fresh way through fasting. And as we dialogue and talk about it, I think it'll be a real encouragement to you and a real beginning um, of how we can entrust ourselves and believe in Christ. Um, so Lord, I just thank you for this day. I pray that you would encourage us and equip us uh, through fasting to believe in you, where we may have believed in things about you or facts or information, uh, where we allow troubles and even sorrows to deter our belief and our faith because it's just hard. I pray that you would help us to truly give all of ourselves to you and that you would be our focus every day, the person of Christ. We truly want to believe in you and help us, Lord, help us to trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, have a great week. God bless you.